Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, September 27, 2021. As of today, 69.6% of the Italian population is fully vaccinated. Considering only the over 12s targeted by the vaccination campaign, 77.8% of the Italians are fully vaccinated. Regarding the doses administered in relation to the population, the regions with the highest rates are Lombardy, Molise, Tuscany, Puglia and Sardinia, those with the lower rates continues to be the same, Sicily, Calabria, Trentino, Alto Adige, Valle d'Aosta and Campania. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. Over the past seven days, with regard of the new positive cases, we averaged a percentage change of minus 18.5% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to ordinary wards was minus 12.6%. With regard to intensive care units, instead, in the last seven days, the average change was minus 8.9%. On average, in the last seven days, we had 44 deaths a day, with a variation of minus 1% compared to the previous seven days. As I always say, minus signs are what we need. The trend goes in the right direction. In fact, the infection index in Italy is still decreasing compared to last week, a sign that the epidemic is slowing down. On average, there are 45 weekly cases per 100,000 inhabitants against the 54 last week. Only in Lazio, Campania, Piedmont, Valle d'Aosta and Trentino Alto Adige, cases are increasing compared to last week. The numbers are therefore reduced, although probably still do not account for the effect of the reopening of schools. The trend also concerns Sicily, the only yellow region, but if the trend will be confirmed, it is hoped that soon it will return to the white zone. Even Basilicata and Calabria, which in the past seemed at risk of going into the yellow zone, are doing better and are moving away from the risk. Regarding the age groups, <clears throat> even in the youngest there is a situation of decrease, except in the 0 to 9 years old. A problem that still cannot be solved is that there are 3,200,000 Italians still not vaccinated over 50 years, or 11.7% of the total population in this age group. The positive thing is that since last Monday, the administration of the first doses have increased by 32.5% after weeks uh, in, the, uh, in which this percentage was declining. In the last month, 23.67% of those infected were between 0 and 18 years old. In the last two weeks, 50% of the cases diagnosed under 19 years of age concerned the under 12s, i.e. those who cannot be vaccinated since an anti-COVID vaccine has not yet been authorized for this age. From October 15, Italian civil servants, 3,200,000 people, will have to return to the office. The ordinary way of working in the Italian public administration returns to being in presence. Re-entry will have to take place in compliance with COVID-19 rules to avoid concentrating access to the workplace in the same time slot or clogging up public transport at peak times, greater flexibility of entry and exit times will be allowed. A portion of workers, no more than 15%, will still remain in smart working. There are 320,000 unvaccinated public employees yet, 10% of the total. In a week, there is a vote in the major Italian cities to renew the mayors. It is an important vote, even if officially it does not touch the government. But with a majority like the one that supports it, it is clear that there are fights and hostilities, because if at the national level all parties except one support the government, at the local level they are opposed. 
But uh, when the elections in the cities are over, the government will have to deal with seven very, very difficult and delicate challenges which will have to be addressed and resolved by the end of the year, either in the budget law or in the actions foreseen in the recovery plan. The first concerns the freeze on layoffs by law. On October 31, also for small and medium companies in the textile, clothing, leather and footwear industry, the ban on layoffs already removed from July 1 for large companies will end. The second is the reform of regulations that help com companies in crisis and their employees. The third concerns the rules that regulate income support measures for people who have lost their jobs. The fourth is the reform of the formation, the training and outplacement system for those who are in, unemployed. The fifth is the modality with which people will retire in Italy from next year because the temporary norm that regulated it expires. The sixth is the reform of the norms that regulate the, delocali the delocalization of companies that decide to leave Italy, often after having received public contributions to provide work in Italy and stay here. The seventh is the legislative and contractual discipline of smart working, also in the private sector. These ones are issues on which the Italian parties are very, very divided, but it is absolutely mandatory to achieve these results before the end of the year. For the Italian government, uh, it will be a very, very, very complicated period. One of the goals of the recovery plan on which the government is working under the huge project that includes many reforms to get the more than 200 billion euros prom promised by Europe concerns the reduction, if not complete elimination, of the gap between northern and southern Italy in terms of infrastructure. A recent report has shown how huge and unacceptable this gap is, in this case with reference to schools and their services. In Italy, an average of 4.6 euros per student per year is allocated to fund extracurricular projects or initiatives dedicated to the under-14s. However, in the north, for each student the euros are 9.3, in the center they are 1.4, in the south 1 and on the islands even 0. In the last five years there has been an average allocation of 7,258 euros for each Italian school, but school buildings in the north have received 7,200 euros while kindergartens, schools, cafeterias and gyms in the center received just 5,900 euros, those in the south 4,500 euros and on the islands just 1,900 euros. And yet, looking at which of those buildings require urgent maintenance, the situation is opposite. In the islands they account for over 63%, in the south for over 31%, in the center for 27% and in the north just for 23%. It is for this reason that the government's recovery plan allocates 82 billion euros to the south and the islands with the very intention of fixing this shameful and unacceptable gap. Summer is over, but Italy continues to win awards and titles. Just since the last video, uh, last Thursday, we have won gold medals and world or European championships in cycling, horse polo and motocross. But even outside of sport, Italy triumphs. We are world champions of pastry. For the third time in the history of the world competition, the Azzurri climbed onto the top step of the podium and in France, the entire arena where the competition took place sang the Mameli Anthem, the Fratelli d'Italia Anthem, along with the winning pastry chefs. Instead of running or hitting the target, the disciplines in which we triumphed uh, this way were the chocolate dessert, the ice cream cake, the restaurant dessert, the, seven, the 65 inches high sugar sculpture and with the same height, the chocolate sculpture. A mix of cuisine, design and creativity on which, on which the Italians honestly fear no competition.
And speaking of sports successes in the ranking that tells which Italian provinces contributed the most to all the wonderful Italian victories of 2021, on to the podium are first place Varese in Lombardy, second Trento in Trentino Adige, and third Genoa in Liguria. Lombardy is the region that has given the most victories for a total of seven provinces in the overall top 20. A success that cannot compensate, compensate Lombardy for all the tragedies due to Covid that have befallen it in the last year and a half, but that well describes how ex exceptional this region and its population is. And if you'll allow me a personal note, I'm very happy that Casal Maggiore is in Lombardy. It is the city where last Friday, for the first time since Covid began, I was able to participate again in an, an event in attendance, in presence, with people, telling the story of the creativity and talent of Italian-Americans during the opening of a beautiful exhibit of bijou jewels created by Italians immigrated in the United States during the last century. An exhibit held at the Museo del Bijou, the only one in Italy, in Casal Maggiore, in the province of Cremona, in Lombardy. Let me virtually embrace all the citizens of this beautiful area and hope that all of you who see this video will visit this fantastic region that will surprise you with its beauty, culture, talent and hospitality. It's all for now, it's all for today. I'm back in Rome. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was With Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao. Ciao from Rome.